Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of Second uh, Chronicles. We're putting in at chapter 24. Basically, we'll take up at verse 1. We're going to see um, King Joash. We're going to see, see King Amaziah. And then we're going to start seeing King Uzziah. And with um, King Joash as well as King Amaziah, these are kings of the, of the lower kingdom of Judah, um, the southern kingdom. And uh, they start off doing good, and then their heart falls away. And they, um, they end up uh, not being good kings. But we'll see uh, King Joash starts off being a good king when he was seven years old. He began to reign. He reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zabiah of Beersheba. And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. All the days of Jehoiada, uh, the priest. Now, this was an elderly priest who, who protected you know uh, little Joash from uh, Athaliah, uh, his uh, evil uh, mother, and so he has Athaliah killed, and then he he counsels and brings up Joash, and did Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. All the days of Jehoiada the priest. Verse 3 Jehoiada got from him two wives and he had some sons and daughters. Verse 4 After this, Joash decided to restore the house of the Lord and he gathered the priests of the Levites and said to them, Go out to the cities of Judah and gather from all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year uh, to year and see that you act quickly. But the Levites didn't act quickly. So the king summoned. Jehoiada the chief um, and said to him, Why have you not required the Levites to bring um, in from Judah and Jerusalem the tax levied by Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the congregation of Israel for the tent of testimony? Verse 7, For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and has also used All of the dedicated things of the house of the Lord for the bales. Okay, so all this stuff has been, the funds have been misappropriated. Verse 8, 
Um, so the king commanded, and they made a chest and set it outside the gate of the house of the Lord. In other words, he couldn't trust his own priests with the money. So he puts a chest out and lets people come by and just drop in the money directly. Verse 9, and proclamation was made throughout uh, uh, Judea uh, and Jerusalem to bring in for the Lord the tax that Moses, um, the servant of God, laid on Israel in the wilderness. Verse 10, and all the princes and all the people rejoiced and brought their tax and dropped it into the chest until they had finished. Verse 11, whenever the chest was brought to the king's offices by the Levites, they saw that there was much money in it. The king's secretary and the officers of the chest, of the chief priests, would come in and empty the chest and take it and return to its place. They probably had it under lock and key out around the people. Thus they did day after day and collected money in abundance. And the king and Jehoiada gave it to those who had charge of the work of the house of the Lord, and they hired masons and carpenters to restore the house of the Lord, and workers in iron and bronze to repair the house of the Lord. So those who were uh, engaged in, in work, labored, and the repairing went forward in the hands, in their hands, and they restored the house of God to proper condition and strengthened it. And when they had finished, they brought the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada. And with it, they were made utensils for the house of the Lord, for both the service and the burnt offerings and the dishes for the incense and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord regularly all the days of Jehoiada. So they got it all fixed up. Verse 15, but Jehoiada grew old and full of days and died. He was 130 years old at his death. So they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good in Israel towards God in his house. So that's a great honor for him. Verse 17, now after the death of Jehoiada, guess what happens? The princes of Judah came and paid homage to the king, and then the king listened to them, and they abandoned the house of the Lord, the God of their fathers, and served the ashram and the idols, and the wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for this guilt of theirs. Yet he sent the prophets among them to bring them back to the Lord. These testified against them, but they would not pay attention. All right. So you got people now following away. Verse 20, the Spirit of God clothed Zechariah, uh, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. Sorry, guys, I think I mispronounced his name. It's uh, Zachariah, the Spirit of God clothed Zachariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. <clears throat> and he stood above the people and he said to them, Thus <clears throat> says the Lord, why do you break the commandments of the Lord that so that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord and he's forsaken you. But they conspired against him. And, com and uh, by command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. Thus Joash, the king, did not remember the kindness that Jehoiada, Zechariah's Zachariah's father, had shown him, but killed his son. Can you believe 
little Joash did that to the son of his wonderful mentor. And when he was dying, he said, may the Lord see and avenge. Okay, so look, that's a terrible omen to have happen. Now, uh, we're at verse 23 now. And at the end of the year, the army of the Syrians came up against Joash, and they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all their spoil to the king of Damascus. Though the army of the Syrians had come with few men, the Lord delivered unto their hand a very great army. Because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their fathers, thus they executed judgment on Joash. And when they had departed from him, leaving him severely wounded, his servants conspired against him because of the blood of the son of Jehoiada the priest and killed him on his bed. So he died, and they buried him in the city of David, but did not bury him in the tombs of the kings. Those who conspired against him were, and they listed a bunch of names. And the story of the book of Kings and um, Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. So now, Joash, did he start out with such great promise, being a king at seven years old and had a great mentor? But he fell away. Now we come to chapter 25. Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign, and thus he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoiadan of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. So Amaziah is kind of half-hearted king, huh? As soon as the royal power was firmly his, he killed his servants. Like, what else is new with these guys? Who had struck down... Let's see, killed his servants who had struck down the killing his father, who had struck down the king his father. But he did not put their children to death according to what was written in the law of Moses. Fathers shall not die because of their children, nor children die because of their fathers. But each one shall die for his own sin. Okay, so now we come to verse 5. Then Amaziah assembled the men of Judah and set them by fathers' houses under commanders of thousands. So he's organizing the people. But here we go with something new in verse 7. A man of God came to him and said, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel. With all these Ephraimites. But go, act, be strong for the battle. Why should you suppose that God will cast you down before the enemy? He's just saying, you know, you need to go. Be strong. For God has power to help you or to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents that I have given the army of Israel? The man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. Then Amaziah discharged the army that had come to him from Ephraim to go back home. So in other words, he's saying, I don't need you to help me fight this battle. And they became very angry. And they returned home in fierce anger. But Amaziah took courage and led out his people and went to the Valley of Salt and struck down 10,000 men. Now we're dropping down to verse 14. After Amaziah came, 
from striking down the Edomites. He brought the gods of the men of Selt and set them up as his gods. Now, can you imagine this guy? God just delivered him a victory. But yet him and his half-hearted nature, he brings back the spoils of other gods. Okay, therefore the Lord was angry with Amaziah and sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of a people who did not deliver their own people in, you know, from your hand? In other words, these gods were the losers. Why would you pick the losers? But as he was speaking, the king said to him, Have we made you a royal counselor? Stop. In other words, who are you talking? Why should you be... Why should, why should you be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. Then Amaziah, king of Judah, took counsel and sent Joash, the son of Jehoiahaz, son of Jehu, son of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Joash, the king of Israel, this must be a different Joash, um, sent the word to Amaziah, king of Judah, a thistle on Lebanon, sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife. And a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You say, See, I have struck down Adam, and your heart has lifted you up in boastfulness, but now stay at home. Why should you provoke trouble so that you fall? You and Judah with you. So he doesn't want to come out and meet him. But Amaziah would not listen, for it was of God, in order that he might give them into the hand of the enemies, because they had sought the gods of Edom. So Joash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced one another in the battle of Behemish, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated. By Israel. All right. And then we drop down to verse 25. And Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the deeds of Amaziah are recorded in the book of Kings. And um, it's we drop down to verse 27 from time. He turned away from the Lord. They made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish, and they sent after him to Lachish and put him to death there. And they brought him upon horses, and he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. So there you go. Another not-so-great king. Now we come to chapter 26, and all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, um, Amaziah. And he built Eloth and restored it to uh, Judah. After the king slept with his fathers, Uzziah was 16 years old when he began to reign. So in other words, he's probably reigning around the time his father was still king, but they were sort of like co-reigning. He reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all 
that his father Amaziah had done. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who also instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Wow, we covered a lot of ground here, guys. And it just shows you that, you know, with these kings, God really needs their whole heart to be in this. And if they're half-hearted kings, it's almost like they're just as bad as if their whole heart is an an evil king. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through Second Chronicles. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Second Chronicles chapter 24, beginning at verse 1 all the way through to chapter 26, verses 1 through to verse 5. So scripture reads verse 1 of chapter 24 of Second Chronicles, Joash was seven years old when he became king and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebiah of Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the sight of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. So Jehoiada was the one that had helped protect Joash when he was born and Ataliah had killed all the sons in the Davidic line and he was left. So he's the one who brought Joash out when he was seven years old in order to get rid of the evil at a liar. So we saw that in yesterday's study. So Jehoiada is the one that guided Joash. He had a good mother as well. And the coaching of Jehoiada... Um, that's what guided um, Joash and helped him be the king that he was. So Joash died at the age of 47 years old. Verse 3 goes on to read, And Jehoiada took two wives for him, and he had sons and daughters. So this, this is like an odd verse here. So Joash took two wives. It's not that God had actually approved it. It's just because... It's recorded. Um, so just because it's recorded, God has not approved it. It's actually recorded because that's what happened. That's what he did. On the background of that day, this was actually very mild, especially for a king in that day. Kings took more wives than just two wives. Verse 4 goes on to read, Now it happened after this that Joash set his heart on repairing the house of the Lord. So Joash is one of the kings that had that led in would call it a revival per se. Yeah. So he's one of the kings who led in a revival. Verse five goes on to read. 
Then he gathered the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go out to the cities of Judah and gather from all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year and see that you do it quickly. However, the Levites did not do it quickly. Verse 6, So the king called Jehoiada and the Jehoiada, sorry, the chief priest, and said to him, Why have you not required the Levites to bring in from Judah and from Jerusalem the collection according to the commandments of Moses, the servants of the Lord and of the assembly of Israel for the tabernacle to witness? Verse 7, For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken into the house of God and had also presented all the dedicated things of the house of the Lord to Baals. So Joash wants to actually repair the house of the Lord and Jehoiada by this time, you know, he was grown and old and the other priests just, you know, um, slacked on the job. And they didn't do it because, you know, Jehoiada had reached an age where he was just really old and senile. Verse 8 goes on to read, Then at the king's command, they made a chest and set it outside at the gate of the house of the Lord. And they made a proclamation throughout Judah and Jerusalem to bring to the Lord the collection that Moses, the servant of God, had imposed on Israel in the wilderness. Then all the leaders and all the people rejoiced, brought their contributions and put them into the chest until all was given. Okay, so... Um, here we see they got all that they actually needed through the contributions. Verse 11 goes on to read, So it was at that time when the chest was brought to the king's official by the hand of the Levites, and when they saw that there was much money that the king's scribes and the high priest officer and the high priest's officer came and emptied the chest and took it and returned it to its place. Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. So this was um, Joash's method, using the chest um, of Joash. And many organizations today do this. They call it the chest of Joash and have people give. So instead of actually sending the Levites out to go and collect contributions, Joash couldn't trust them. So he puts the chest in the temple and people come to give. Verse 12 goes on to read, The king and Jehoiada gave it to those who did the work of the service of the house of the Lord, and they hired masons and carpenters to repair the house of the Lord, and also those who worked in iron and bronze to restore the house of the Lord. So as a result, you know, the repair of the temple was actually carried out. So the temple was to be, was actually in a terrible 
condition and now Joash repairs it. Scripture goes on to read verse 13 and 14. So the workmen labored and the work was completed by them. They restored the house of God its original to its original condition and reinforced it. When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada. Jehoiada. They made from it articles for the house of the Lord, articles for serving and offering spoons and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of the Lord continually all the days of Jehoiada's, on the days of Jehoiada. So Je- Jehoiada was the high priest and had become very old. Like I said early on, he was old and senile because he literally raised the then king, Joash. And Joash was a grown man now. Verse 15 goes on to read, But Jehoiada grew old and was full of days, and he died. He was 130 years old when he died. Like I said earlier, he was old and senile. Hence, you know, it gives the explanation of why the command of the chief of the king was not executed quickly. Mm. Verse 15 goes on to read, But Jehoiada... Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. I already read that, but let me just read it again. But Jehoiada grew old and was full of days, and he died. He was 130 years old when he died. So... This would actually give the explanation why the priests had actually ne- neglected in doing their in carrying out their or- the order of the king. So Jehoiada was, you know, senile and old. He had the experience of bringing up the boy, that's Joash, and he had certain liberties with the king. Verse sixteen goes on to read, and they buried him in the city of David among the kings because he had done good. In Israel, both towards God and his house. So Jehoiada received, you know, royal honors in his death. Verse 17 goes on to read, Now after the death of Jehoiada, the leaders of Judah came and bowed down to the king, and the king listened to them. Therefore they left the house of the Lord to their fathers and served the wooden images and idols and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem because of their trespass. So as long as Jehoiada lived, the princes didn't actually dare go into idolatry. And Jehoiada had a firm hand. So Josh was, you know, he was a young king and probably lenient. So these princes pledged allegiance to him but uh, got out to worship idols there there so then we actually um, find that God begins to judge verse 19 goes on to read yet he sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord and they testified against him that they would not And they testified against him, but they would not listen. Okay. Um, so he actually sends prophets 
to them to bring them to the Lord. That's um, Joash, the the king. Verse twenty goes on to read. Then the spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest who stood above the people, and said to them, Thus says God, Why do you trans- transgress the commandments of the Lord so that you cannot prosper because you have forsaken the Lord? You have also have forsaken, so he also has forsaken you. Verse 21, for they conspired against him and at the command of the king, they stoned him with stones in the court of the house of the Lord. So apparently Joash had been given wrong information about the prophet, that's Zechariah, about the prophet of God and him being the son of Jehoiada, you know, one would actually think Joash would never do a thing like what was done. But it actually reveals the influence the princes had on Joash the king. Verse 22 goes on to read, Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him, but killed his son, and as he died, he said, The Lord took the Lord look on it and repay. So Zechariah here, the son of Jehoiada, called upon God to take vengeance upon the king for um so God he actually looked upon um the Lord to take vengeance upon the king for this. Verse twenty three and 24 goes on to read so it happened in the spring of the year that the army of the syria came up against him and they came to judah and jerusalem and destroyed all the leaders of the people from among the people and sent all their spoils to the king in damascus verse 24 for the army of the syrians came with a small company Um, of men but the lord delivered a very great army into their hands because they had forsaken the lord god of their fathers so they executed judgment against joash so god judged joash for doing this though he had been a good king yet he actually committed this act so god judged him because he was king and because of his influence upon the nation Verse 25 goes on to read, and when they had withdrawn from when they had withdrawn from him, or they left him severely wounded, his own servants conspired against him because of the blood of the sons of Jehoiada, the priest, and killed him on the bed, so he died, and they buried him in the city of David, but not but they did not bury him in um, they ignored burying him in the tombs of the kings. So his father had been buried with honor. Now the king, Joash, was actually buried with dishonor. Verse 26 goes on to read, These are the ones who conspired against 
um, against him. So we have a list of the names of the ones who conspired against him. Um, it's actually given here. I'll just drop down to verse 27 and it reads, Now concerning his sons and the many oracles about him and the repairing of the house of God, indeed, they are written in the annals of the book of kings. Then Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. So we have Joash leading at the beginning a revival under the um under the influence of Jehoiada. But when he died, this man lapsed back into a state of apostasy. That's what we have here. Okay. So now we get to chapter 25. And chapter 25, verse 1 reads, Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoah. Dehoad Dan of Jerusalem. Verse 2 And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a loyal heart. So he was a good kid, and he also was a good king. Um, verse 3 goes on to read Now it happened as soon as the kingdom was established for um, now it happened as the kingdom was established for the servant that was executed this his servant who had murdered his father the king so you know he actually took vengeance upon the servants who murdered his father Verse 4 goes on to read, however, he did not execute their children, but did as it is written, um, as it is written in the law of the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, saying, The father shall not put shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall the children be put to death for their fathers, but a person shall die for um sorry let me just read that again the father shall not be put to death for their children nor shall the children be put to death for their fathers but a person shall die for their own sin so this is an important statement and one may actually have a very um Um, sorry. So one may actually have a godly mother, but that doesn't may mean one will actually go to heaven because your mother is godly. You know, everyone goes to heaven on their own account because you know of a godly mother. If someone one does not go to heaven of um, so one doesn't. It's not guaranteed. Not even that salvation is you know, our own personal relationship with God. So one go one one goes to heaven because of one's faith, your own faith in Christ. 
So it has to be personal. And one can't be judged because of the sins of one's part. One's her. Sorry. One cannot be judged because of one's parents. One stands judged on the basis of oneself. Verse 5. One six goes on to read Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and set over them captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, according to their fathers' houses, through um all Judah, though throughout sorry, all Judah and Benjamin. And he numbered them from twenty years old above and found them to be 300,000 choice um, men able to go to war who could handle spear and shield. Verse 6, he also hired 100,000 mighty men of valor from Israel for one um, so let me just read that again. He hired 100,000 men of valor from Israel for 100 talents of silver. So he was actually getting ready for war. He was beefing up the army. Verse 7 goes on to read. But a man of God came to him saying, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the children of Ephraim. Verse 8, But if you go, go, be gone, be strong in battle. Even so God shall make you fall before the enemy. Um, but if you go, be strong in battle. Even so, God shall make you fall before the enemy. For God has power to help and to overthrow. So he warns Amaziah and he tells him to trust in God. So he has the example given to him from the past. From, you know, from... From Jehoshaphat, his grandfather, and from um, Isaiah. Asa, sorry. Verse 9 goes on to read. Then Messiah um, said to the man of God, but what shall we do about the hundreds talent which I have given to the troops of Israel? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able to give um the Lord is able to give you much more than this. Um, Yes, yeah, so the Lord is able to give you so much more. So Amaziah discharged the troops 
that had come with him from Ephraim to go back home. Therefore their anger was greatly aroused against Judah, and they um where where have I therefore their anger was greatly aroused against Judah and they returned home in great anger. Then Amaziah strengthened himself and leading his people he went to the valley of salt. That's um that's the Dead Sea and and killed ten thousand of the people of Seir. So that's the Dead Sea, the Valley of Salt. Dropping down to verse fourteen. Now it was so that that after it was so after Amaziah came from the slaughter of the Edomites that he brought the gods of the people of Seir, set them up to be his gods and bowed down before them and buried and burnt incense to them. So this actually reveals the iniquity in the human heart. So here is Amaziah. He goes and, you know, into battle with a particular crowd of people. That's the seers. He defeats them and he decides to take their god. So God gives him the victory, but he decides to go and get their god, the god that didn't defend them. That's the iniquity of man. Verse 15 reads, Therefore the anger of the Lord was aroused against Amaziah, and he sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of the people which could not rescue? Um, so, verse... 16. So it was as he talked with him that the king said to him, Have you have we made you the king's have we made you the king's counsellor? Cease. Um why should you be killed? Then the prophet um sorry, then the prophet Then the prophet, why would you be killed, sorry? Then the prophet seized and said, I know that God has determined. Yeah, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not heeded my advice. So, uh, you know... Again, he chose not to listen to the prophets and get the gods of, you know, the tribes, the people who he had defeated. Verse 17, you know, we have a civil war that's actually broken out. Now Amaziah, king of Judah, asked advice and, and sent to Joash, the king of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us face one another in battle. So here, so always is brewing. Verse 18 goes on to read. And Joash, um, the king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, 
the thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son to wife. And the wild beast that was in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. So here, here he sends this king. That's um, he, um, Joash. He sends a parable. So he's saying that he doesn't think they will be able to actually meet together. Verse 19, it goes on to read, Indeed, you say that you have defeated the Edomites and your heart is lifted up to boast. Stay at home now. Why should you meddle with trouble that you should fall you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not heed for it to come from God and that he might give him into the hand of their enemy um, because they saw the gods of Edom. So, verse, twi- uh, verse 21, So Joash, king of Israel, went out and he had Mosiah, king of Judah, faced with another at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his tent. And Joash and the king of Israel captured Amaziah, king of Judah. Um, then Joash, the um, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, the king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Jehoah, Jehoah has at Beth Shemesh, and he brought um, he brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, four hundred cubits, and he took all the gold and silver, all the articles that were found in the house of God, while Obed. Um, um, sorry, let me just, um, so they broke down the walls of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits, and they took all the gold, the silver, all the articles of furniture were found, that were found in the house of, of God with Obed-Edom, the treasures of the king's house and hostages and returned to Samaria. Amaziah, the son of Joshua, Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the, so, um, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the acts of Amaziah, from the first to the last, indeed, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? 
verse 27 goes on to read after the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem and he fled to Lachish but they sent after him to Lachish and killed him there so this is you know an ordinance it's not an ordinance, sorry. It's, it's like an ordinary, monotonous record. Where, you know, they stop following the Lord and they get killed and all. So on and so forth. Chapter 26. So chapter 26, verse 1 goes on to read. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father. Uh, Amma. Zahir. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Je Je Cho Laiha of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to that of his late father Amaziah had done. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of um in the visions of God, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. So Uzziah was a good king, but not outstanding. So there was no revival during his time. And it was during this period that Isaiah began his ministry. So he was commissioned at the death of Uzziah. So God blessed Uzziah in war and did many works. So if we look at... If we turn to the book of um, Isaiah, chapter 6, it reads, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So yeah, this when um, Isaiah was beginning his ministry during, like towards the death of Uzziah one of the longest serving kings in Israel who was a good king so yeah this is our teaching for today thank you all for tuning in thank you all for listening in god bless you all and have a great day bye bye